In this podcast episode, I'm going to talk to you about some things I've learned about getting a shop and whether or not you should actually go and get your own. This is the Decently Business Class Podcast. And welcome back to a new podcast episode. Glad to have you here. Today, we're going to talk about kind of my general thoughts of getting a shop and whether or not you should get one. Um, there's there's plenty of points that I can talk about. I'll keep it to I have here seven, um, and I'll and I'll expand on those as we go along. But I could you know I could say I could talk pretty long, lengthy about this because it really depends on your positioning on on where you are for business or or what you want to do in your area. So there's a lot of factors that go into like should you go get one or what's the shop you know what's the best shop for you in terms of size and and configuration. Um, and not that I have much experience with shops, right? Like we have two units, but you know, by no means have I decked anyone out. Like I haven't decked either of the of the suites out to like you know to make it look like a, like an actual studio or anything like that. So in regards of like design and you know the best setup to make it, I haven't done that part. Um, it's kind of just you know we we get we get things up and running to where it's operational, and then I kind of leave it at that. Um, so we haven't done anything past that. So um, yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about the points here, and again I'll just elaborate as I go along. Um, so first one here is just because you get a shop doesn't mean you get more customers. And that's one thing that I'd really want to focus in, um, at first that, you know, if, if your business is struggling, your business is going to continue to struggle. If you get a shop, um, sure. You might get some foot traffic. Sure. You might get some customers, um, assuming that there's foot traffic around you, assuming maybe that your website's optimized, but you know, if you're not getting customers right now, I'm assuming that your website is not optimized. So don't think getting a shop is going to lead to more customers because that's just kind of being in the hopeful phase of like, okay, well, my business isn't growing. I'm kind of at a standstill. So if I go get a shop, yeah, customers are going to have to, or I'm going to get foot traffic, right? And again, although to a degree that might happen depending on the location, depending on like a few other factors, but I wouldn't bet on that as a driving force of like, oh yeah, but my business will grow because of that. Because even if you do get foot traffic, all that means is like you're barely still making it by, right? Like that's not, that's not a, a strategy to continue to grow your business, right? That's still just in the hopeful phase, as I call it, where like you're hoping something works out. You're hoping this next thing works out. So just because you get a shop does not mean you're going to get any more customers and it doesn't mean your business is going to grow or change or, or if anything, it's just going to get worse because now you've tacked on, depending on your area, an $800, $1,200, $1,600 you know, monthly rents per month locked in for a year, two years, three years. Um, so don't kind of bank on like when you're in a desperate mode of like, Hey, I need to make it work right now. You're willing to make decisions because you think that that one thing is going to change things around. And if you think that like a shop in any way will turn things around, it's not, if your business is failing, your business is going to keep on failing with a shop. Um, and, and like, let's say like, it's just, it's too much of a, of a gamble to get locked into a contract to pay a, a pretty hefty um, monthly rent to bet on, oh, but that would change my business. Because it's like, if it doesn't, the downside is much higher than the upside. Um, so number two, customers will still cancel or reschedule on you even if you have a shop. So um, with mobile work, I know like the weather plays a big role with it. So if you're mobile, um, like I have been for the last eight years, it's if you're mobile and it's snowing, if it's really cold, if it's really hot, um, if it's raining, thunderstorm, hurricane, flooding, um, you know, 
those are easy cancellations or, or, or not cancellation, but easy reschedules because the weather's bad. Um, so if it's like heavy raining or even moderately raining and you're supposed to do like a really any service um, and they don't have a garage that you can, that you can work out of, they're going to reschedule, right? Not, not, not only just day, but you, because it's not going to be favor- favorable conditions for you to work in. Um, it's going to take longer than expected. The, the, the end result might not actually be as good because you're kind of keep on getting interrupted by the rain. Um, and it, it, it'll take more for them to cancel if you have a shop, but weather can still get in the way because if a customer's like, oh man, it's really raining right now and I'm so comfortable, like I don't feel like getting up, I'm going I'm to go cancel the, my morning appointment for, 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 the, for the detail, whatever it is. Like that's still a possibility. Um, I would say it's it's definitely less of a chance for it to get canceled if you have a shop, but I don't think like you are now bulletproof from weather just because you have a shop because it can still happen because it still comes down to the human being, right? The the person saying, you know, they still have to drive to you. And if that day, the weather, the snow, the rain, the heat, the whatever, like, oh, I don't feel like making that drive, they'll cancel on you. Um, but definitely like, but we definitely have had more times now. I don't, I don't know about more times, but definitely... Um, when there's bad weather out there and it's like a mobile job and it's supposed to rain or whatever, um, we do offer to the customer, hey, if you still want to get it done, you can bring it to our shop and we can get it done here if that's okay with you. And uh, I wouldn't say most of the time, actually, but like a lot of times, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just go drop it off at your at your place because they still want it done that day. Um, sometimes it might, it might be a bit too far from the customer and they won't be able to drive or they want to do it, but they don't want to wait there and they don't have a ride, so they, they won't do it. Um, so it, it depends on a few things, but we do offer that when we do get postponed because of weather. And, you know, a good amount of times the customer does take us up on that offer to come bring it to the shop. Um, and, you know, could we have just gone straight to the shop, like offered the shop option from the get-go? I mean, yeah, but, you know, they selected like uh, uh, the mobile service. We still offer mobile services, so we're, you know, by all cases still going to offer mobile jobs. And the reason why we do that is because even if we have a mobile job, we'll still book out a job at the shop. And if there isn't an opening, even if there's, if there's not an opening, but if, if we can bring the car back to the shop, we'll bring it back to the shop. So, um, so yeah, because we still offer mobile services, we still go out. But if it is rained out, we do offer, hey, just bring it to our shop if you can, and um, we can get it done there. And again, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Um, number four here is I didn't think, um, okay, yeah, so this is way back when, um, and I have a few YouTube videos on it where I mentioned that like, yeah, I'll, I'll eventually get a shop, but right now I'm not focused on that just because that's more of a distraction than anything. So, um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I can go back and find like a video where, where I talk about that, but it's basically saying like, and, and the way I thought about it at the time is like, like there's been times where I was like, oh, I want to, I want to go get a shop. Um, I want to go find a shop and maybe like an hour or so I would go and, and like just Google around the area of like, you know, warehouse spaces or whatever. Um, but then I would quickly think like, here I am spending time, like my, my business isn't where it needs to be in order to get a shop. And here I am spending time on this thing that I'm not going to pull the trigger on because my I'm, I'm financially not there. So it's more of a waste of time and a, and a distraction to building the mobile detailing business and, and getting customers, making money, like, like looking for a shop, thinking like I can actually go get a shop, which I, which I knew at the time I couldn't. It was, like, it was just a distraction for me. So um, that's something I, I definitely recommend you is like, don't get so caught up on the shiny object of like, oh yeah, the shop, let's start looking over there and, and what color are we, are we going to paint the walls? And, you know, do we get a pressure washer and how do we hook up the, the electricity and, and this and this and this and that? It's like, unless you're actually going to take action and you're going to move forward with it, it's just a distraction. And yes, it's nice to dream and to like set goals, but at the same time, you have to have that balance of like, what do you need to work on right now? 
what's the priority right now in order to grow your business? Yes, the shop is cool. Yes, you know, building it out is fun. Oh, yes, like, you know, making it yours is cool. But it's like, is that applicable right now? Are you going to do that right now? Is that something that you can do right now? Or is it more important for you to spend that time growing your detailing, your, your, whether it's a mobile detailing business or you're working at your home garage? Like, is, maybe is that, that's more important. And that's where you should be focusing more of your time and attention rather than like kind of, you know, playing the, the, the make believe. Like, oh, yeah, let's go get a shop. Not that it's wrong to, to, um, to you know, to like have goals and, and to have this dream that you want to get a shop. Like, that's, that's fantastic. And I, I do encourage you to have that, like to have those big dreams and goals. But there's a reality between do I spend time doing this that it's not going to happen right now and it's just not at the financial point where I can take on. Or do I, do I be very practical and realistic and say, hey, I, I, that's just a distraction on trying to get a shop. I, I need to focus on getting more customers, building that detailing business, getting my revenue from, you know, 3000 to 6000 or 6000 to 9000 or 9000 to 12000 whatever, you know, um, making up numbers here. But it's like that's more actually of, of an importance than, um, am I recording? Okay. Uh, like I, I don't have Alex with me here, so I don't know if the, if the video is actually like working flawlessly right now or not. And then I kind of checked my side to make sure the, the broadcaster is recording, which we're all good here. Um, so yeah, so you have to really look at it and say, okay, is this a distraction or is this something I should actually be doing? And I would, I would say more often than not, it's a distraction. Um, unless your business is at the point where you're like, wow, we are growing, we are making money. Like we are saying, we are saying no to a lot of customers because we don't have the space or we don't have the, like the, the, the manpower to handle more customers like that. Like if you're not at that point, I would probably say, don't think about getting a shop. Um, and I've had a few conversations with um, a few detailers that have said like, hey, yeah, like once I started my business, like I immediately got a shop and everything was fine for me. Like I got customers, we started making money. And again, like to some people, it'll work out. But it's like, I would not bet on that. Like I wouldn't say like, yeah, go lock in a three-year lease um, for, you know, $1,200 per month. And like things don't work out your way, right? Then you're spending money on the... um garage keepers insurance on the shop itself, Wi-Fi, um, power. Then you have to, you know, so it's like locking that, that all in for the business not to work out. It's like, it's just, it's not putting yourself in the, in the best position to succeed. Um, so that's why when, when so many times that I was like, Oh, I should go, I should, you know, I want to get a shop. It's like, it's just a distraction. It's, it's just a distraction. Um, and, and I just stayed focused on building the, the, the mobile detailing business. And again, if, if you're working at your home garage, just, just stay focused on building that home garage as far as the business, you don't, you know, not the actual layout, but getting more customers and making more money. Um, so number six here, uh, oh, number five here is running your business is much easier in a shop than mobile detailing. So um, I would say, yeah, just black and white answer. If we have five customers on the schedule for our mobile unit and we have five customers on the schedule for the shop, and let's say each one is the exact same service for the exact same vehicle um, for the exact same timeline that we have for it, it's going to be easier to get all those cars done at the shop versus a mobile unit because with the mobile unit on top of that we have to we have to factor in the drive time the potential traffic that's going to occur at the time of us actually getting there um the weather conditions the sun um working at 9 a.m to 1 a.m those are two different types of weathers that were that were kind of battling um because at 9 a.m the sun's not fully out it still might be a bit breezy it's still kind of not hot you can say at 1 p.m., it's like peak hot time. It's like 100, 200, 405, um, and that slows everyone down. And then, like, getting stuck in traffic and then trying to get a lunchtime in there. So, and, you know, for all intents and purposes, like, if you just have everything equal, same amount of customers, same services, same everything, but you have one as a mobile job or as a, in, in the mobile unit, and then you have one at the shop, 
running that at the shop is a 10 times easier, no questions asked. Um, so yeah, so in that regard, getting a shop, like it does make it much, much, much easier to handle. Um, and it does make life easier because like, I remember when we first got the, the, the shop, our smaller one, our first one, um, and we, um, we like, it was the first few times that we like booked out the shop only, right? And remember, like up until up until that point, I was mobile for seven years. And um, so when we like our first day where we booked out like a full shop day, we were like, whoa, like we're not we're not going mobile. Like this is so easy. Like all the cars come to us. Like we have a restroom right here. We could take a break. Um, we were just like, whoa, like this is this is insane because we, I've, I've never done that in the last seven years. Like I've never just stayed at a shop the entire time. It's always like gone mobile. Um, so in that regard, yeah, it's very easy to like run the business when it's out of your, out of your, um, out of a shop and you can have the same thing as a home garage. I, sh- I could say like, you basically have the same thing because the customers are coming to you. You're in your setting. You are more comfortable, you know, working out of, you know, your own proper shop or, or, or home garage. Um, so as far as like working, right. Like, could you still put, you know, three to four to five cars through there? Yeah, I'm sure you can if you, if you time it wisely, but you know, nonetheless, like, Home garage and shop, like, it is a big difference between actually going mobile. Um, and you are limited to, like, you know, if, if you do overbook the schedule on a shop, you can call someone to help you. Like, you can find another detailer in your area. You can, you know, just hit up a friend or something. Like, hey, do you want to come work with me real quick? Like, it's much easier to have someone come to your shop and help you out there versus, like, hey, can you come meet me up at this location? And then from there, can we go to this location? And, hey, meet me up there in your car. And, like, th- that's a lot more cumbersome than just having a shop. So I would definitely say like we all are all in agreement here that like our team here is that like, yeah, work, working out of the shop is far better and far easier um, than going mobile. And we still offer mobile because like that's I like of the last eight years we've offered serve uh, or of the last eight years. Or, yes, we've had the shop for a year and a half or like a year and four months now, but we've been offering mobile services for eight years. So it's like, I don't want to give that up just because like, the, especially like on the website side, that's uh, the website is a big portion of how we generate a lot of leads. So to some degree, we'll always offer mobile services. It, the, the availability might differ. The, um, the, again, like the availability, the, uh, like just basically how often we're going to go out will be, diff- will be heavily limited as we grow. But it's, like, it's, it's one of those things where like, it, it still gives us the opportunity to target a larger market area. Um, and to still use that to our advantage. Cause one thing, like one thing I tell a lot of the students inside SEO for detailers is like, even if you don't want to offer mobile services, I would still say create those mobile service area pages because you're able to target the surrounding suburbs or cities or areas. And you get, you're able to, to, to gain more web traffic through that. Um, so like for us, like in Houston, we in Houston, there's like 2.4 or 2.2 million people, um, which is great. It's a lot of people, right? But then in, in the surrounding cities and areas, there's still a bunch of other cities that have 50,000, 75,000, 150,000, 60,000, 45,000, 90,000. And as mobile detailers, I can target every single service area and gain some of that traffic in those areas. So, yes, we offer Houston, but we also offer Spring, the Woodlands, Magnolia, Conroe. Um, uh, Sugarland, like we still offer all these little other areas that can add, that just add a bunch more traffic to our website. Um, so as a if you're if you are shop based or or you work at your home garage, like there's a big benefit to being mobile because you can you can target a lot of other areas aside from where you are. 
um, and gain that traffic. And there's a lot of other like little you know finessements that you can do to get those. That even though you offer mobile services, you can get those customers to drop off their vehicle at your um, at your shop at your you know whether it's a shop or home garage. Um, but that's why I, I say like I, I wouldn't want to get that up because it, it's still a pretty big advantage to have both of them running. Not so much on the operation side, although that does help. Um, but definitely also on like the SEO side of things, um, which is why let me turn this off real quick. Which is why we haven't done that. Um, I haven't, um, and, and and it's just one of those things where like that's that's kind of how I started, right? Like I've been doing it for so long. I do like the um, the convenience factor to customers. So even if we do lower the frequency of our just you know limit our availability, like we'll still be mobile, right? Like you know right now, let's say I'm just picking a number. Like there's you know I don't know 40 mobile jobs per month. Over time, we'll knock it down to like. 10 mobile jobs per month, right? And we're still mobile. We still go out to you. It's just for a very select amount of slots open. If you get one of those, we're mobile. But, you know, everything else is going to be shop-based. That was a long tangent. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so the next one here is with the shop, it's like it really it really depends on who you talk to and what your goals are and what you want to accomplish. Because if you're really trying to grow, a bigger shop does allow for more opportunities, but only if you're actually going to capitalize on those opportunities. And it's like, again, like I go back to like talking, like talking to people or students or, or people in the DMs and they're like, Hey, like, should I go do this? And it's like, well, it just, it all depends on your goals. Like, ah, what do you want to accomplish? Right? Like you're asking me if you should do it. And it's like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're, what you're capable of. Right. What, what is your potential? Right. And I'm not going to answer that for you. you, you no matter how many details you give me or, or what you t- like, I'm not going to answer what your potential is. Right. Because that, that's a you thing. That's something that you have to stare yourself in the mirror or, or, or look at yourself, you know, internally when you're laying down in bed and saying, what am I capable of? Right. And I'm not going to answer that for you. You can ask me whatever questions or, or give me whatever details. I'm not telling you what your potential is because that is a personal only you can answer that. And you know, if you ask, like, oh, so how big should my shop be? It's like, I mean, dude, I, I don't I don't know. Like, aside from the financial things, it's like, what do you want to create for yourself, right? What are the opportunities that you want to do? Um, you know, like for me, I, the way I see it, you know, me, the way I see things, which is not going to be applicable to you if you're not on that same path, which is absolutely fine. It's just what do you want to accomplish? Is like the bigger the, the, the space that you have, the more opportunities that you create, right? So for instance, like if, if in 104, in our smaller suite, it's it's a it's fifteen hundred square feet. So aside from like having the gym in there and cramming with a bunch of like equipment and stuff, it's like we could only fit maybe two cars per there, um, and not like two like big like trucks. Right? It's like maybe like a, a sedan and like a mid-sized truck, right? And not and not comfortable either. Like it's kind of squished in there. Now if we have like this current unit one hundred five, well now we can fit like three cars in here very comfortably, right? And it's like. If you have more space, you can put more cars in there. You can you can have more people working around at all times. You can have more gear. You can have more. So it's like it just creates more opportunities. And that's just one example, right? To give you another example, it's like, okay, well, the bigger the space, maybe there's there's multiple sets, like studio sets um, around the warehouse. And now instead of shooting uh, on this one manner, now there's four different sets that we can use when we're creating YouTube videos, right? And instead of, you know, instead of moving the lights around or the cameras around, why don't we just buy lights and tripods for every single set. And all we have to do is move the cameras around. That way we don't have to move the whole sets around every single time. So that, that's what I mean. And again, like it's it's not gonna, that might, this might not, um, uh, you might not agree with it because like you don't want, like you don't want to spend that money or, or that's not what you're looking to do. And like, that's fine. Like you have to figure out what you want to do, but that's what I'm getting at though. Like you can't ask someone 
you know, what you're able to achieve because it's like, well, what are you able to achieve, right? What, what, what are you willing to, to handle or what are you uh, willing to take on um, with your business? So as far as like how big your shop is or, or what's a good size, like I just, I don't, I don't know. Like it just depends, you know, like I would, from the very get go, our 1500 square foot shop, 104, that was too small. You know, a, a better fitting starter shop would have been like 2,800 square feet. Um, this one, I think, yeah, I'm sorry. This one is 3000 square feet. So, you know, as I, I, I said it on Instagram stories, I don't know if I mentioned it on YouTube, but I'll say it here on the podcast too, that, and I technically now eight months in eight months, I want to outgrow this space because it's just like, th- that's just what I want. Like I want to keep on growing. I want a bigger space because a bigger space allows for more opportunities, allows for more things to happen. Um, so for me in eight months, I would like to outgrow this place to where I could start looking for another unit, whether it's around here, whether it's somewhere else, whether it's, you know, twice as big as this one. And say, okay, where else can we go? And, and what can that space provide as far as opportunities and growth? Um, so it just, you know, a shop does, uh, the, the bigger the shop, the more opportunities you do have, but only if you're actually going to capitalize on those opportunities and maximize that potential. Um, and the last one that I have here is, um, it does cost a lot more to open and run a detail shop as opposed to a mobile detailing unit. So, I mean, let's say like our, our current van, the, the 2015 Pro Master, it was... I forget the exact price, but I know I put down six thousand as a down payment, and then we financed the rest. I think financing the rest was like fifteen thousand or like fifteen thousand five hundred. Um, so our, I don't know, at the top of my head, but I think our monthly payments are like three thirty-five, three fifty, somewhere somewhere around there. I haven't checked in a while because there's, it's just an auto payment. Um, so it's three fifty-five plus, you know, outfitting the van. So let's say like to outfit the van, it was like six to eight thousand dollars, right? So you know. And, and most of that is cash, like not cash, but we, we paid it off. Like we're not in debt on that. So all in all, like, you know, let's say if you wanted to like divide all the monthly payments, like you're probably, and then plus commercial auto insurance, um, maybe you're like at, I don't know, six to $800 per, per month for like the, the notes, the financing, the, the commercial auto. And then like, let's say financing that six to 8,000, right? Let's say six to 800. And let's say that's like for, I don't know, you're going to pay it off in like four years or something. I don't know. So that's six, you know, six to eight hundred bucks for four years, and again, these are all made up numbers. Um, but for a shop like our, our the the small shop, the one hundred four, that shop was it is sixteen uh, one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars, and that's on a three year lease. So every year, at a minimum, we have a we have sixteen thousand dollars of overhead to cover on just that one alone, and then you add this one, which is three thousand. So over the next two years, and and just and just um shop rents alone, I think it comes close to like $116,000 over the next 20, 23 months. I think it's something like that. So it's like bare minimum. That's like, that's, that's what we have to cover for overhead. Now, if you wanted to add like a second mobile unit, you know, and it's like, that would just be an additional, like, let's say that's $1,200 for two mobile units, assuming that they're the exact same replica of each other. That's 1200 bucks for two mobile units where here at the shop, it's 1200 bucks at $1,600 a month just for the suite, like not to deck it out, not for, not for the insurance, not for the power, not for the Wi-Fi, not for the, you know, buying everything that you need, not for payroll. That's just the written loan. So as far as like, like I said, there's the convenience factor to the shop. You can have customers come here if it's bad weather. You can like, there's a, you know, more room for opportunity if you want to capitalize on that, but that does come at a price, you know? And if you're in places like California, New York, where it just things are much, much, much more expensive. Arizona, I believe, is the same. Like where just things are super expensive, um, then it's like you know it, it's it's going to be even even more expensive. 
Um, luckily here in Texas, it's not that expensive relative to like other areas, I believe. Um, but nonetheless, it's like, it's not cheap. Like it's definitely not cheap. Um, and then factor in like your taxes and all that, like it's not cheap to have a shop either. And if you don't have that mindset of like willing to spend money in order to continue to grow and you want to like kind of, you know, just kind of save your, your pennies at every corner that you can. It, not that it won't, it's not possible. Of course it's possible, but it is like you'll, you'll hit more, more obstacles if you try to go that route, because like it just, it costs a lot to, to do anything with a shop, like literally anything, whether it's, you know, I, I made an Instagram story the other day of like at, in the, in the smaller suite, suite 104, we have one big trash can and one medium type trash can and then one small trash can. And it's like, you know, maybe every couple of days we, we take all of them out. But here in Suite 105, the 3,000 the square foot shop, we have one mid-sized trash can in the restroom, one mid-sized trash can in the hallway, and then one mid-sized trash can here in the media room. And then we have one large trash can, and then we have two small trash cans. So in the, in the, in the smaller unit, we had three trash cans. In the bigger unit, we have seven trash cans. So now we're buying like double the trash bags just because there's more trash, there's more people, there's more things going on here. And it's like, that's just one of the things of like, yeah, so now you just buy more trash. First, you, you buy more trash cans. You know, that's the first and foremost. And then you got to buy more trash bags to keep, to, to, to keep them in like inventory, make sure like there's enough bags to, to put on the trash cans. And it's like, it's just like that. It's like the bigger the, the, the shop you get, it's like, it, it also costs more, right? If, if you're buying a, a 25,000 square foot shop, or warehouse space and office space like well now you gotta now you gotta suit it up to to what you want right how many how many offices do you want how big is each office like the plumbing the sink the kitchenette like it all costs a lot of money um but again like it's just not that you know you gotta go get a twenty five thousand square foot shop but i'm just giving the example of like yeah the, the the shop space is great the bigger the better the more opportunities but it does also cost a lot more money to actually get that up and running um so i'm almost at my I'm like at 23 minutes right now. So I'll actually go ahead and wrap it up right here. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, either one, you can leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. And then two, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on the podcast, then I don't know. I think if you can actually, it's my, I think this is my first time actually asking this request for you, of you, is if you can leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify, I would greatly appreciate that. This is my first time actually asking that. So if you can go over to iTunes or Spotify and leave me a review for this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. So if you want the ultimate guide to start your detailing business, you can check the show notes. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can just check the description box. Or if you want to check out my other uh, YouTube channel, the Property Care channel, if you want to follow me on Instagram, all those links will be down in the show notes or description box down below. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to everyone on the next one. Bye-bye.